Treasures Made New, a devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew 8, verses 1 to 15, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 8, verses 1 to 15. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. When he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her, and she rose and began to serve him. This is the word of the Lord. The eighth chapter of Matthew's gospel is full of our Lord's miracles. No less than five are specially recorded. There is a beautiful fitness in this. It was fitting that the greatest sermon ever preached should be immediately followed by mighty proof that the preacher was the Son of God. Those who heard the Sermon on the Mount would be obliged to confess that, as none spoke such words as this man, so also none did such works. The verses we have now read contain three great miracles. A leper is healed with a touch. A paralyzed man is made well by a word, and a sick woman with a fever is restored in a moment to health and strength. On the face of these three miracles, we may read three striking lessons. Let us examine them and lay them to heart. Let us learn, for one thing, how great is the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Leprosy is the most fearful disease by which a man's body can be afflicted. He that has it is like one dead while he lives. It is a disease regarded by physicians as incurable, 2 Kings 5.7. Yet Jesus says, Be made clean, and immediately 
his leprosy was cleansed. To hear a paralyzed person without even seeing him, by only speaking a word, is to do that which our minds cannot even conceive. Yet Jesus commands, and at once it is done. To give a woman, prostrate with a fever, not merely relief, but strength to do work in an instant, would baffle the skill of all physicians on earth. Yet Jesus touched Peter's wife's mother, and she rose and served him. These are the doings of one that is almighty. There is no escape from the conclusion. This was the finger of God. Exodus 8 verse 19. Behold here a broad foundation for the faith of the Christian. We are told in the gospel to come to Jesus, to believe on Jesus, to live a life of faith in Jesus. We are encouraged to lean on him, to cast all our care on him, to repose all the weight of our souls on him. We may do so without fear. He can bear all. He is a strong rock. He is almighty. He was a fine saying of an old saint, My faith can sleep sound on no other pillow than Christ's omnipotence. He can give life to the dead. He can give power to the weak. He can increase strength to those who have no might. Let us trust him and not be afraid. The world is full of snares. Our hearts are weak. But with Jesus, nothing is impossible. Let us learn for another thing, the mercifulness and compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ. The circumstances of the three cases we are now considering were all different. He heard the leper's pitiful cry, Lord, if you want to, you can make me clean. He was told of the centurion's servant, but he never saw him. He saw Peter's wife's mother lying sick with a fever, and we are not told that she spoke a word. Yet in each case, the heart of the Lord Jesus was one and the same. In each case, he was quick to show mercy and ready to heal. Each poor sufferer was tenderly pitied and each effectually relieved. Behold, here another strong foundation of our faith. Our great high priest is very gracious. He can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He is never tired of doing us good. He knows that we are a weak and feeble people in the midst of a weary and troublous world. He is ready to bear with us and ready to help us as he was 1,800 years ago. It is as true of him now as it was then. He does not despise anyone. Job 36 verse 5. No heart can feel for us so much as the heart of Christ. Let us learn in the last place what a precious thing is the grace of faith. We know little about the centurion described in these verses. His name, his nation, his past, history are all hidden from us. But one thing we know, and that is that he believed. Lord, he says, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. He believed. Let us remember, when scribes and Pharisees were unbelievers, he believed, though born a Gentile, when Israel was blinded. 
and our Lord pronounced upon him the commendation which has been read all over the world from that time to this. I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Let us lay firm hold on this lesson. It deserves to be remembered. To believe Christ's power and willingness to help and to make a practical use of our belief is a rare and precious gift. Let us be ever thankful if we have it. To be willing to come to Jesus as helpless, lost sinners and to commit our souls into his hands is a mighty privilege. Let us ever bless God if this willingness is ours, for it is his gift. Such faith is better than all other gifts and knowledge in the world. Many a poor converted heathen who knows nothing but that he is sick of sin and trusts in Jesus shall sit down in heaven, while many learned English scholars are rejected forevermore. Blessed indeed are those who believe. What do we each know of this faith? This is the great question. Our learning may be small, but do we believe? Our opportunities of giving and working for Christ's cause may be few, but do we believe? May we neither be able to preach nor write nor argue for the gospel, but do we believe? May we never rest until we can answer this inquiry. Faith in Christ appears a small and simple thing to the children of this world. They see it for nothing great or grand. But faith in Christ is most precious in God's sight. And like most precious things, is rare. By it, true Christians live. By it, they stand. By it, they overcome the world. Without this faith, no one can be saved. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today. May the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for His glory.